and gentlemen welcome to another off the grill podcast the only show that's been referred to as a triple penetration of knowledge humor and timelessness i am your host steak sauce how are we doing out in the chat this evening looks like so far we got billy bean chant for saucy they love the sauce Billy says he gets a cool Old West gunfighter vibe from a music video for this song. That needs to be a thing now. I'm going to have to speak with those Scarecrow boys. <clears throat> I don't think there's any way fucking we can go on. Um, without fucking a music video for that song. And a man they call Sack. Hello, saucy baby indeed. Sack, it's good to see you here in the chat. I hope there's good news for Beavis. And I'd like to see it when the show's over. <sighs> but yeah, any of you folks out there, anybody, uh, thoughts, prayers, whatever the fuck, you know, energy. All that shit people ask for. 
Just to give it out there for old Sax Mama. She's a real sweetheart for putting up with that fucking idiot for 40 years. <clears throat> and somehow kind of getting, uh, you know, imparting at him decent, decent hobbies and interests. So she's one of the good ones. So, you know, like I said, thoughts, prayers, whatever the goddamn hell you can do. Mr. Boombastic. Oh. He says it's my favorite Godwin brother. Yeah, well, I'm still waiting for you to fucking come up with the uh, first and middle name for this, you know, supposed Godwin character. Billy says, please do. I could see like four gunslingers heading up to round up some old hag, but turns out to be a little hot something and vexes them into fighting each other. Damn, doggy. You might have to get a writing credit on that shit, dude. Jamie, hello. Oh, s'mores and doors stopping by to show some love. Thank you, Corey. I appreciate you. Uh, Terry's cool. He said, sup. The man they call Sax, and she's on the way home now after a stint today. Going to have two more procedures, though. Oh, shit. She's tougher than a $2 steak. I know that's right. Sean McManus, good evening. How are you, boy? Oh, I hope you're well. Yeah, man. Two more procedures. Procedures. Did you hear my fucking fat, fat mouth? Fuck the word procedure up. Oh, yeah. Terry's cool now because now it's an acronym. Sup equals shut up, please. All right, good. We'll see you later. Just funning you guys. <laughs> Sex says he's seen a lot of Billy's idea, except the four didn't fight each other. Hey, you. Rody says, JK, I still love you. And Billy says, I got the mind of an artist, but the body of a geriatric NFL linebacker. You and me, well, I suppose my body's more of a uh, geriatric NFL lineman, but. I don't know, if, is this fucking show working or not? This lovely internet I have all of a sudden doesn't work. I'm going to tell these cocksuckers to fucking bring a new router because the one they've got is shot and it's bullshit. Old Ben Grimm. Good to see you. Don't know what you're laughing at, but I don't like it. There we go. Look at that. Maybe that one will fucking work better. We'll run on. I hate my life. I hate my whole fucking life. <laughs> Going fine now, apparently. Someone's 
departing old Sean. Um, I do want to give a shout out. I've been rewatching Monday Night Raws from 2005. I want to shout out the uh, black haired gal in the front row with the huge cans um, in Montreal from the August 15th, 2005 um, Raw. Just real delicious, delicious titty meat. If I said I didn't have a couple dreams about her, um, I'd absolutely be lying to you guys. So, you know. But hey, over here, Off the Grill Podcast, I'm fucking or we're fucking. You decide. <clears throat> also, shout out the sponsors today. Big Bold Corn. Corn in the cob. So big, you need two hands. When you think mouthful of fun, think BBC. Sex so Trish Stress's breasts were emas- em- emasculate during that era. Okay, he fixes immaculate. Yeah, I'm not talking about Trish Stratus because Trish Stratus doesn't have black hair, you goddamn retard. You fucking mongoloid. Can't spell, think, or breathe on your own. Sack has a puffer. Let's get that trending on Twitter. Hashtag Sack's got a puffer. <clears throat> um. She was a younger gal, legal, but I don't know if it, you know, they're, they're about the size of Big Mommy Milkies, but I don't like that. I don't like saying that. That's gross. That's gross shit. Ben Grimm says black shirt girl is notorious. I was unaware of that, but my Lord. Oh, fuck. What else do we got going on today? Oh. Early says sex spent three hundred thousand dollars in college and fucked that up. But Sack is correct when he says she was too old for Memphis. They have a strict thirteen-year-old fucking age limit there. Memphis, the Memphis territory, not Memphis, the city. Of course, people in Memphis, Tennessee, are lovely folk. Um, the other sponsor today, Casey Anthony's trash bags. So tough, even a toddler couldn't tear them. When you reach for a garbage bag, reach for Case Anthony's bags. Oh, shitballs. What do we got going on here? Yes, Jamie, delicious titty meat. It's a compliment for a lady with um, who's well-endowed. Um, so I saw some gay shit on Twitter today. Mental health and horror. You cuck. Apparently it's something that Shudder's doing, I believe. I was supposed to look at the article to read about what it was going to be. Um, when I woke up from my slumber and I did not do so. So now, as usual, as per usual, I am unfucking prepared, but only slightly. 
So, I mean, I hope this wasn't just some weird fucking fever dream. Good. Yep. I wanted mental heath. Thank you, asshole. Um, ew. Oh, God. Hashtag break the stigma. I mean, don't get me wrong. Listen, I'm as fucking nuts as the next guy, but sometimes you guys, these fucking people on the internet take shit too far. All right, gentlemen, mental health and horror documentary. Fangorio's on to exclusively announced that friend of Fangorio, Jonathan Barkin, is creating and directing a documentary about the positive effects horror can have on mental health. Obviously, a subject near and dear to Fangoria's heart. With all the talent involved in this project, it was such a beautiful mission statement. We have no doubt that Mental Health and Horror, a documentary, will be something very special indeed. Uh, so it's a feature-length documentary about the positive impacts and cathartic releases that horror can have on those living with mental illnesses. Documentaries currently in production will be shooting through 2021 with an anticipated quarter one 2022 world premiere. So it will feature interviews from horror fans, film critics, film historians, filmmakers, producers, writers, and professionals from the mental health world. An initial Kickstarter will be launched, how convenient, on June 23rd. Several of the pledged tiers will see funds go towards supporting various mental health foundations and charities aimed at helping the marginalized communities. How about instead of fucking doing a Kickstarter for this, you fucking get the money the old-fashioned way, suck a dick, or just, you know, hey, fucking... Uh, I don't know. My brain's shot, so I can't fucking run anything. But no, get some fucking funding the old-fashioned way. Do a documentary and have these fans and fucking uh, directors, whatever the fuck, whoever's going to be involved in it, have them do it fucking free. You don't need fucking all this money. You fucking outsource the money. And that whatever proceeds you make from the documentary, then donate that to the fucking funds. Uh, fuck, I hate Kickstarters. Maybe it's because I'm fucking friends of and fans of, friends with and fans of so many fucking bands that start these Kickstarters and GoFundMes and fucking Indiegogos and this, that, and the other. That's fucking, you pledge this money and you never get what the fuck you, you know, what shit from the level you pledged in. None of your perks or whatever the fuck they call them. So, I don't know. I think that shit's just fucking tacky. Get your money fucking the way you're supposed to. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But let me fucking catch up with the chat here, and then I'll keep screaming some more for you, huh? Sean says, wah. Pengram says, tiggle biddies. <laughs> Roll the smartly asks, well endowed which way. And, of course, I'm talking about the chest. Brian Trash, what's up, brother? Billy Bean singing, thanks for the memories. Sex is speaking to ladies who are well endowed. Any thoughts on the China documentary this week? No. Brian says his life is a fever dream. <laughs> steak is going to start a new cooking show, Hell's Kitchen with Steak. Sean, I don't think I'm going to do that. Not for nothing. I'm no great cook. I know how to cook. I'm fine for just some fat nobody, but certainly nowhere near fucking Gordon Ramsay's level. 
who it's odd you bring that up. I've been watching a lot of Gordon Ramsay lately. Hell's Kitchen, Kitchen Nightmares. Um, I've watched him cook a couple things himself. Like he's got, he actually has a pretty decent cooking channel uh, or cooking show rather on um, Hulu. Like he'll have his kids come in and help him with dishes and shit sometimes. It's uh, it's a decent show. It's more just like fucking. Was he like rustic, simple, brilliant? Yeah, you know, Christian Hannah Howard. What's up? But I like it because it's it's not like fucking. Look, it's a beef Wellington again. Sean was 4K Blu-ray shopping today, picking up some pre-orders. Good shit. What'd you pick up? <laughs> Brad Trash's support Trash's weed fund. Billy said he didn't get any of the stuff promised from the Indiegogo for the Super Trooper sequel. That's kind of shocking, but again, I mean, it, you know, as far as uh, those fucking fundraiser things, it's really not. But you'd think that those guys have their fucking shit together and make, you know, they made the fucking movie. You'd think they would have had enough money to get that shit out. But I don't know. Like I said, I just fucking. I do not trust that those things and, and will not back them. You know, no matter what, I, I'd rather fucking look like a fool and, and miss out on something than, than give my fucking money away again and not give anything back. Um, yeah, Sham says Kitchen Nightmares episodes on YouTube. I watch it as well. Yep. Yeah, it's nice because they're fucking unedited too. As far as those shows go, I absolutely love the BBC version. Ooh, BBC, our sponsor, Big Old Corn. No, but the British Broadcast Channel um, version of Hell's or, uh, Kitchen Nightmares. Because it's just like he actually is there helping. And it's not so big fucking, are you daft? What are you doing? It's all gone past shape. What are you doing? Fucking hell. You know, like, it's actually him trying to help. And, yet, like, they'll get pissy with each other uh, once in a while. But it is a lot more just like, what are you doing? You don't fucking know. Like, the American version is just so fucking fake. <clears throat> you know, it's like, I'm going to fucking shit you in the face. Fucking lie me. I don't know why the Americans talk like that also, but I don't know. Roldy says the F word with Gordon Ramsay. No, this is the F word. You are an F word. That's the show. Jess fucking Graham. What's up, baby boy? Sex says love watching Ramsay on YouTube too. You start with one clip and two hours of piss. Dude, no shit, man. Ben Grimm says he has a great TikTok. Well, I'm not gay, so I wouldn't know. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Happy Pride, everybody. I know I haven't said that the past couple episodes, but of course we here at the Off the Grill podcast, you know, supports you no matter what color of the rainbow you are, what, uh, I don't know, all that shit. But yeah, I want to congratulate Jess Graham on his uh, first show last night over on the YouTube channel, Cable Channel 11, um, the Horror Rumble. 
Yours truly did make an appearance on that last night. We were talking about horror-themed music, which, you know, could be anything from, you know, uh, movie scores to movie soundtracks with, like, you know, actual music, actual songs from, you know, recording artists. Um, or in my case, I brought a whole bunch of bands that fucking a couple hundred people have heard about um, and was, you know, quickly brought the conversation to a halt and was asked to not talk for the rest of the episode, which they were right to do. Um, we'll get back to that in a second, however, because there is some news that broke today. But Sean says he picked up Basic Instinct, 4K limited edition box set, the Exodus 3 from Arrow, and finally got 4K Tremors box set replacement. You know what you should do with that Tremors box set is throw it in the trash. Worst thing uh, fucking Reba McIntyre's ever been involved in. Brian says he's done bartending, now drinking. He said no customers equal no money. Well, that's a shame. No problem, brother. Sit Rolly says support everyone as long as they don't work for Family Dollar. And I agree. Ben Grimm says Cable Channel 11 is his favorite Channel 11 on YouTube. <laughs> Mine too, Ben. Mine too. But anyway, um, to get back to this mental health and horror. Um, I mean, I think it's a good idea. It's probably something, you know, there's probably pretty like uh, wealthy uh, bank of material to talk about for sure. Um, Cause I mean, I, you know, Shocking as it might seem to some, Fatty does get depressed on occasion. You know, more often than maybe I'd like to admit, but and generally horror is my fucking kind of uh, go-to to escape that shit. Um, and try to fucking, you know, bust the fuck out of it. So, I mean, there's definitely some truth to just, just on that fucking base level, but I'm reading here a little more. Uh, who said this? I don't know. It looks like the direct that Barkin, Jonathan Barkin. I'm someone openly enduring life with bipolar disorder and complex post-traumatic stress disorder. I've always found horror movies to be one of the greatest tools for navigating my more difficult emotions. Learning how to deal with fear, grief, and even mortality through the safe distance of a movie has always resonated with me. And is the dominant motivating force in both my work as a horror film analyst and as a trauma-informed immediate care provider slash educator. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm not shitting on the idea of this. I'm, basically, my main problem with this is just the fucking crowdsource, crowdfunding horse shit. Um, <sighs> but... I, I don't know. I, like like I said, nothing wrong with the documentary. I think that's a great idea. It, it's, you know, it's probably a wealth of material as far as that goes, you know. And, and good for them for making that, but, you know, you can get the money another way. It's kind of fucking, it's, it's, it's cheap and, 
I don't know. But it, from fucking the, the uh, what I was reading to, it looks like someone involved with the um, In Search of Darkness documentary is involved too. And I, I couldn't tell you one way or another if people got the perks for that fucking um, fundraiser. So I don't know, just kind of inform yourself and kind of look to see the people that are backing it, you know, what their track record is for shit like that. So, um, but I absolutely have, I have no interest in supporting that myself. You know, I'll support the movie, the, you know, the film itself, the documentary, but <clears throat> fuck you, crowdsource. Alrighty. Sean showed up for the, the horror rumble. Billy Bean says, Tremor Ones, cult classic. Tremor Ones, you fat idiot. Why do you have a show? You suck. Tremors, one. Cult classic. The rest are garbage. Nah, fuck them all. Just Graham agrees with old Roldy. Hell yeah. Ben asks if DDP yoga is worth it. I'd say it is. But I'd say if you don't want to pay for it, look to the high seas. Roldy's go-to escape is Pog, Dollar General, employee porn. I don't think it is. I don't think that's a thing. Roldy, you're a fat liar. And if you do it again, I'm going to dox you. Billy says, horror movies are one of the few times I'm not depressed or stressed. I get to see someone having fun with their murderous hobby and someone having a worse day than me. Yeah, man. I fuck, I totally get that. Sax says, mental health and horror probably will make for an interesting documentary. I've tried to give the psychoanalysis podcast a few listens, but it hasn't kept me longer than 30 minutes. You listen to some weird podcast, doggy. And I don't know what the fuck that is. Roldy is also telling Ben that DDP yoga is worth it. Um, apparently, fucking the DDP yoga app is like pretty kick ass if you want to pay for it. But they have like live, uh, live workouts every day. They've got like updated workouts and shit from. From the old video files I found, uh, but yeah, it, it's worth it one way or another. You'll you'll definitely you'll it'll kick your ass, man. Like don't fucking don't don't disrespect it. Oh, it's yoga, is no, nah, bro. If you're doing it right, you're gonna sweat like a motherfucker. Yeah, it's good stuff. Oh, balls. So kick that one out of the way. I did show prep a little bit, sorta. I wrote ideas down, you know. <laughs> Which, hey, fuck it, man. For me, that's a start. Easy, pal. But yeah, I picked up this shirt from Gutter Garbs. It's a Dream Warriors reprint of Freddy. Pretty cool. <clears throat> I don't fuck. I don't know. I missed. All the good Freddy shirts, I think, like that, like Fright Rags or Gutter Garbs, any of these places they put out usually. They all came out like years ago, and now they don't, nothing good comes out. It sucks. It's all fucking Friday the 13th or Halloween. It, 
listen, man, don't get me wrong. I love both those franchises. But I've always been a nightmare kid, and I always will be. Um, oh, well, it is what it is. I, I, uh, it's probably in the mail. I haven't been downstairs yet, so I don't know. But I got a notification that came. I did grab the a Motel Hell shirt from Gutter Garbs. See if I can find it, I'll pull it up for y'all. Says you can see it. <laughs> so, yeah, if you look here, I grabbed this one here, Motel Hello, with the old taken out of it. It's pretty terrific. Oh, Jamie. I like this one. It's you know kind of simple, but sick. Got a little blood pouring out of that fucking blacked out O. This is terrific. Jamie says, holy shit, I'm an airhead. I've been trying to figure out why I've been behind the whole video. Somehow I slowed the speed down to 0.75. I'm an idiot. LOL. Well, Jamie, you said it. <clears throat> Listen, happens. <laughs> happens to the best of us. Uh, what are you going to do? It does kind of bug me that you didn't realize that there was anything different. Which kind of tells me, ah, he's a fat, slow idiot. Ah, okay, here we go. And he was, she says, and because it was slowed down I didn't, and I didn't know it, I thought Steak was drunk or something. No, very much sober. Sex says, did you buy it in a medium? Yeah, of course, I wear a medium. I'm fucking slim and trim. <clears throat> oh, well, ha, ha, ha. James says, she said, what the fuck? Tara goes, she didn't notice your voice was deeper. Well, she's in the chat. You can speak to her yourself. <sighs> what else we got on the old fucking agenda here, huh? Let's kill off this titty meat remark. Stop. Oh, I don't know. So kind of piggybacking off that uh, mental health thing. I just fucking, I don't know. I was perusing Twitter a little today before I fell asleep. And uh, I don't know. Just, I feel like all these fucking dorky kids coming up are uh, hitting the fucking WebMD a little too hard and trying to self-diagnose themselves with fucking mental illnesses fine i'm a bipolar capricorn and it's like dude no you're not you had a bad day you know or you've had a series of bad days or you stay on your fucking phone too long and you don't know how to have a, a conversation with a person you don't have anxiety it's just these fucking the phones and the computers and this that and the other fucking 
have basically just completely unsocialized everyone so that when they have to they come into physical contact with another human being, they fucking, you know, panic because they don't know what the fuck to do. Anyway, we'll get past that. I'd like to not get canceled. Let's, you know, I mean, I'd hate for the fucking, you know, 12 or 13 people that show up to not be able to see me anymore or for me to, uh, for them to turn on me. So, uh, Jamie says, nope, I thought sauce was hitting the sauce. Get soused with sauce. We're at the off the grill store. I do want to bring this up. I want to show you why I ruined some decent artwork. Oh, where she be? Where are you? Where are you, fucking dirty bitch? Show you this one. I'm trying not to do so much shilling, but I don't know if I'm kind of proud of this or not. But ah, go fuck yourself. So a new shirt in the store here. I don't know how well you can see this. There's any okay, that works. Get my fat face out of there. Is off the grill vineyards with my dumb face. That's nice. I, I'm really more proud of the back, more excited about the back here. Get sauce with sauce. It doesn't matter how small or fat you are, we got you covered. And if you're a 2X tall, we got you covered. Three and four X tall can get fucked, apparently. But you know, that's not my choice. Um, I like that one. There's also there's like a, a pride variant on the regular podcast logo. That'll be up forever. I'm not fucking I'm not just trying to pull some kind of gay money grab. You know, I'll show my support you around like a real man. Uh, are only going to see Quiet Place 2? I don't know why you bother. But, sure, do what you got to do, uh, Roldy says. It's only because it's another movie where John Krasinski is dead. Well, that's fucking rude. Sean says he's already seen it. Sack. How about those Phoenix Suns? Got sloppy top as a team last year before the NBA bubble and went 8-0 in the bubble. Got Chris Paul and are heading to Western Conference Finals. Doing it right. Well, ain't that fun. Um, I don't know. Good for them, I guess. I just hope that the Buffalo Bisons um, are able to come back from the 2-1 to one deficit they are currently facing against the Jazz. Ah, Jess Graham, my boy. Click that like button, friends. Fucking do it! Jess says, any more commentaries with Stone Gasman or other collaborations coming up? Well, I think I'll be on the Jay the Stingray behind the beaded curtain um, this Wednesday, 11 in the East or midnight. I don't remember. Go look on his page. It'll tell you what time it is. But he's doing a live commentary for the Night of the Living Dead 90 remake. The remake that was done in 1990. It's not a remake of, you know what I mean? Back the fuck up. Um, I'm not personally doing anything with Stone Gasman 
anytime soon, but he does have a live commentary coming up tonight for the 50th anniversary of, son of a bitch, the Velvet Vampire. So if that's in your wheelhouse, ladies and gentlemen, that is 11 p.m. this evening. So Monday, June 14th um, at 11 p.m. And if you catch the show after the fact, go watch it if you like it. Jesus. But anyway, Billy Beans says, The whole social media thinks they are a special person and have a rare disability. No, you're just an asshole like the rest of us. Yes, thank you. That's another thing, too, on top of that. Everyone's fucking – I know uh, – some of my fucking degenerate friends on Twitter, the uh, Legion of Skanks fans, um, <clears throat> were passing around this little autism test. And, but there are a lot of fucking dorks. I'm like 17% autistic. So, like, that's why, you know, if I don't look you in the eyes when I'm talking to you, that's why. No, it's because you're a fucking pile of dog shit and you don't have respect for people. Go fuck yourself. You're not autistic. Grow up. Like, uh, I don't know. Again, I try not to get fucking stringed at and that people, you know, quit me. I want to be the type of guy that can't be quitted. I know quitted ain't a word. Ben Grimm says Kevin Bacon is playing the villain in the Toxic Avenger remake. That's good. Good for him, I, I suppose. Jess Graham says, we need a getting soused with sauce show. Well, thanks to uh, my buddy Dave Vanderhoff, that will be happening at some point. I don't know when. I have to uh, figure that out. Um, Got to, you know, coordinate that. That's not, I don't think that'd be very fun to do solo, so I'd have to get a couple other compadres on here. Uh, ben says, sauce boss. Sean says, Stakes next commentary is saw. I guess who's getting banned? Roldy says, please make an Uncle Saucy's nose candy shirt. Somebody make me the design. I'll throw it in the fucking store. Uh. Jess Graham likes that idea. Rolly says there are people who claim something gives them OCD. I hate that. When really they're just inflexible throat jobs of a human being. Yeah. Jess Graham says, yes. Well, thanks, Dave. Yep, fucking A. Thanks, Dave, for sure. Jamie says, I wish people would ask me to participate in their commentaries. I sent you the link for fucking Scream 4, Jamie. My hands are clean of this one. <clears throat> Shots is bad. <laughs> and he says, Jamie, we could do an Inland Empire in commentary. Ha 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 ha. Good. Do it. Do it. Goldie says, I'll fucking do it for you as a sponsor. By all means, I'm in. If you want, yeah, I mean, that's probably not the greatest collab for uh, Pitbull BJJ. I always fuck that up. I think that's what it's called. You know what I mean. I don't think that'd be great fucking press for for her, for your daughter, but 
don't know, brother. Yeah, did send you the link. You appreciate that. It's hard on short notice. Yeah. Listen, that's all I do is short notice. So, Rolly says, you're right. I'll do it as a donation. I remember there's this that fucking <laughs> Patreon live stream that Pizzell did a couple months ago that he pulled for some reason. I still don't understand why he did that, but I was on. And about I, I ate a whole cookie before, before it started. Um, and about halfway through, I just start like, you know, Shooting the finger guns at the camera and just fucking laughing and, and you know I, I absolutely forgot where I was. Sean says there fil uh, certain films you wouldn't do a commentary on. Asking Jamie, says <sighs> in quotes, "Dad, why are people asking me to sell them cocaine? Because it's fun and we're Christians, baby." Okay, it's our job to help. All right, got that out of the way. I did my old man yelling about kids. Yeah. Getting old, guys. I'm fucking getting old. So, like I was said, I was talking about the old uh, Jess Graham Cable Channel 11 YouTube channel. Um, the horror rumble and how I was uh, bringing shit to the table no one heard about because, you know, you know what it is. But uh, one of those bands that I brought up was Blitzkid. It happens to be like probably my top three favorite bands of all time, um, <clears throat> depending on the fucking month. You know, you know, like I said, there'll be one, two or three on the list. Um, Blitzkid out of Bluefield, West Virginia. They did their last show in America, uh, August 4th of 2012. They finished up. They did a tour. They toured in Europe, and once that tour was over, they haven't done shit um, except for a tribute show for Jason Trioxin after he passed. Jason Trioxin, lead singer of Mr. Monster, which is the band that does the song for the beginning of my live commentaries, the opening for that. Um but other than that, they really haven't done shit at all in 10 years. But they are officially going on tour in the late winter, early spring of 2020. So it's 10 years, the fucking Blitz Kid return from the grave or whatever the fuck. Shave your penises and kiss your mother tour. That's what I'd call it. That's stupid. I hope I die tonight. Jesus. But let me escape the grave. Let's pull this up here for you guys. You can look at it. You want to look at it? Let's take a look here. Please, please don't fucking ruin my night. Give me a fucking break, would ya? 
fucking life. Can't just be simple, can it, folks? But if I'd get this shit taken care of beforehand, then it really wouldn't be much of an issue, would it? It's my own fucking dumb fault, and I should be killed for it. Oh, man. I swear to God, one day I'll have my shit together, but here we go. So, get the Escape to Grave 4 USA Grave Tour USA Tour 2022. Starting February 2nd, ending in March 13th in Pittsburgh, which is where Saucy will be attending. Um, but yeah, they, they've pushed this fucking back a couple times due to the pandemic, unfortunately. Uh, but it's great that it's finally happening. I'm very happy about that. <clears throat> Cannot wait to see those fellas and catch up. Jess Graham with another heart. It's cute. I like his heart. Daily Ghost, what's up, baby boy? <clears throat> he just subbed to the old channel, cable channel 11. Which I advise all of you to do if you have not done so already. Just give that, that little sweetheart and his buddy Corey some uh, much deserved love. Some hot love. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, that's it as far as the fucking Blitz Kid goes. I mean, if you guys want to go, you should go. Check that shit. I mean, check the shit out on Spotify or YouTube, wherever the fuck you listen to your music. You know how to do that. Just type in Blitz Kid, one word, and look up some stuff. Um, I would recommend at first if you're ah oh, Billy, it's Skanks time. Lewis was pretty early tonight, huh? Only took him 19 minutes. Shit. Well, it's good to see you. Enjoy the show. Don't forget to feed Nana. <clears throat> Maybe one day we'll 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 delve into what feed Nana means, but. For now, we'll we'll just gloss over that. That might be a good show, but it might fucking just lose everyone too. Um, anyway, where we at? I forgot. I forgot what I was doing. Oh, as far as Blitz Kid, if you're gonna get into them, which I suggest you guys all at least try. Um, start with Anatomy of Reanimation, um, Five Sellers Below, and Apparitional. Those are the, their last three releases, like actual studio releases. So that's the stuff that sounds the best, but then they, they have older albums. Um, Let Flowers Die is probably my favorite. Um, and then Trace of a Stranger, which it's a little cheaper it still sounds good but it's a little cheaper sounding just because they were a fucking struggling band just kind of you know recording as they had time <sighs> studio time is a bitch it's expensive so you know but i think uh five sellers below is the first one they, they actually got some money for i don't know i don't remember that's that fucking album is 15 years old this year Apparitionals 10. Yeah. So shit like that has made me feel old all year. 
it's the first time I've really thought about it, I guess. I mean, last year was supposed to be my 10th, 10th, um, 10th year graduation reunion, whatever the fuck. I didn't, it didn't happen. Thank God. But I wouldn't know it anyway. I hated my class. I really did. But anyway, what else we got? I watched before the show today. I did get a hold of the newest Dark Side of the Ring. Don't know what that was. But yeah, it was on the Dynamite Kid, old Thomas Billington, the jerk off. Um, first, I do want to say his ex-wife and his daughters are both fucking smoke shows, especially the uh, youngest daughter, who is only a couple, like a year or two younger than me, I believe. <sighs> or maybe older. I don't know. I think, yeah, she might be a year older than me. A black-haired little knockout. I dig her. Something for black hair today, apparently. But um couple notes and observations. Obviously, he's a fucking jerk off. That's like the biggest takeaway from, from all of that. Um Daily Ghost with a little spooky ghost. <sighs> he was absolutely fucking pioneering the ring. Some of the shit I've kind of like glossed over a lot of that era of wrestling, that kind of 80s shit. But I was watching some of the stuff he did with a, a guy named Tiger Mask and it's all terrific and like people try to blame him I think a little bit. like They'll blame him but praise him at the same time for revolutionizing and also ruining wrestling with his style. And I, 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 I Seeing what little I did in the clips of his actual wrestling, I, I would say I'd lean much towards him revolutionizing the business than, than ruining it because he wasn't doing like fucking fruity acrobatic um, dog shit like that. You know, like they do now, like fucking all fruitcake Jack Evans. Fuck him. I hope he breaks his neck in the ring. I really do. Arrogant fucking asshole. <clears throat> fucking king of the botches. Go fuck yourself. But Dire My Kid, a lot of his shit was just doing like kind of catches catch can you know normal for the time moves moves and sequences or whatever i don't know listen i'm not trained i don't fucking know but he was just doing it so much faster it, it just looked so much faster it was fast and crisp and and i don't know the rest of his story unfortunately just kind of you know overshadow what he did in the ring um What's up, Corny? Good to see you. Hayden's always like, because he's always working. But Sex says, if I watched it right, Dynamite never met his youngest daughter. I'm pretty sure that's correct, because um, he had moved out. He went back to England before she was born. So I don't, yeah, I don't think he ever showed up. He never, because he, ne he never came back. And she didn't, when the older, his oldest daughter went, uh, over to England to see him. 
the youngest one didn't bother going because uh, unfortunately, I think it was around that, that time that the Benoit incident happened and they, uh, you know, the mother had to tell fucking the daughters kind of all the shit that went down and, you know, while she was pregnant with, with the last daughter, he fucking put a shotgun in her face. So I kind of get not wanting to fucking go see this guy. Absolute cocksucker he was. And now, uh, yeah, maybe it's not all his fault, obviously. CTE and the steroid abuse and all that shit has a lot to do with it. But, you know, uh, as someone that doesn't have a personal relationship for him, he can go fuck himself. You know, uh, unfortunately, you know, not to get too in-depth with it, I, I fucking, I know a lot about that. And a lot of this shit kind of hit home, like, specific things were fucking, you know, very much, um, kind of very much a part of my life as well, as much as that sucks, you know. Like I said, not to go too deep into it. This this is not the time nor the place. But so I guess kind of from that perspective, I fucking you know kind of had a preconceived notion that more or less was backed up. Although at least this guy had a fucking excuse that his brain was mush and. You know, the drugs and violence and shit, you know, CTE, all that stuff, like I said, played a big part in, in, in the change of attitude. But um, another big thing, Dan Spivey, I, one, I didn't know he was still alive. He doesn't look like it. He looks like fucking shit now, man. He's bald, completely bald, and he's got this gigantic fucking vein in the side of his head. Um. So that was where I didn't recognize him at first, even. Like he just he looks bad. But I mean, you know, Dan Spivey for some, they remember him with fucking long blonde hair. Others remember him in the mid-90s, 95 or 96, I don't remember exactly in the WWF, as old Waylon Mercy. It was kind of like a precursor to the Bray Wyatt gimmick of of well, not today, because it fucking fiend shit is what he's doing now, and that's awful. Um, but you know, the kind of the original incarnation of Bray Wyatt. I wrote down here, this guy is the jerk of all jerks. <laughs> and he certainly is. <laughs> uh, Corny says he was eating with his grandma, but he's here. Good shit. Hope your grandmother is well. Sax says on Dark Side of the Podcast, they said they tried to get the son to be a part of the episode, but he was super shy. Yeah, I looked into that. I think he's a wrestler. If I'm not mistaken, he was with that. Uh, it was uh, what culture, whatever what culture wrestling is called, Defiant Wrestling. It's closed now. They, the promotion shut down um, before the pandemic. But I think, he, I think he's... He, He's got him and a partner. They're like the new Bulldogs or some shit. I'm not totally sure. But, yeah, I looked into why he wasn't, like, on it. Maybe he died or some shit. And you never fucking know, man. <clears throat> the wrestling business is a 
filthy fucking place and bad shit happens to everyone. So, oh, Lord in the chat. What's up, sweetheart? Good morning. I don't know how to take that. There's always some veiled meaning behind the shit Lauren says, and I don't know if I like it. Sax says, Danny Spivey definitely is a long way away from Golden Boy Spivey and Waylon Mercy. No shit. Um... Jess says, thanks, man. A little rough around the edges. First time running a stream, but had a lot of support. And that's something I did want to talk about. Well, I didn't until now, but I do want to talk about it. There was a lot of fucking people showing up for their first stream last night, and I'm very proud of that. It does kind of... Uh, oh, Lorne, who didn't show up. Hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with it. People get busy, but Lorne was kind of the... Uh, big champion to kind of grow this horror community, so to speak, you know, and while I'm not exclusively horror, horror is something that I'm very much into. I mean, Jesus Christ, look at my fucking logo. There's a zombie. Um, but it's nice to see that we are kind of fucking cultivating something and people are showing up for other people's stuff, even right out of the gate. And which I don't know if a year ago, that would be the case, but it is now, and I think that's really fucking cool. I hope it only gets fucking bigger, you know. Uh, all right, anyway, back to Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, <laughs> so there's a portion where the interviewer asks um, Dynamite's wife about the Jacques Rougeau incident the rivalry all behind the scenes shit really um and i just i i wrote down how many black guys did the wife get over the rougeos just because she's like i'm fucking sick of it, it very much came off like a fucking trauma thing like i don't want to talk about it no don't make me talk about it i'm sorry i'm sorry like you know but so basically the way it goes, the Rougeaus came into the WWF in the 80s and kind of, you know, Vince wanted to kind of put them over it. It is higher in a tag team act. And the Bulldogs, Dynamite Kid especially, was a type that, no, you earn your way up. You start out as a pile of shit and, you know, <clears throat> earn your credibility. So he didn't like him off the bat, and, and uh, Jacques Rougeau himself says, yeah, I was a bit of a fucking talker, um, you know, yesterday. and Or yesterday, Jesus, reading the comments, but a bit of a talker back then. And, you know, some people didn't like that, so that didn't help his cause. And he admits to that. He ended up playing cards, and fucking Dynamite just comes over and blasts him in the mouth a couple times. Is you know, I don't remember what, what exactly he was saying to him, but... So a couple days later, uh, Jacques got his revenge. He went to the bank and got himself a nice roll of quarters. He was waiting, waiting in the locker room all day, is the way he tells it. And Dynamite Kid comes in, cup of coffee in his hand, and Brazil just fucking swings. Knocks four of his teeth out, apparently. Blood just fucking flying. And he fucked around and, and 
Dynamite was never able to get revenge on it because he um, he wrote down a name, just like a bullshit name he made up on a piece of paper, and he went to Dino Bravo, who if you guys were watching older episodes of Dark Side of the Ring, you know Dino Bravo had mafia ties, um, <clears throat> which played into Dynamite believing this, but basically... Rougeau said he knew that Dino Bravo would stooge off or, you know, narc on whatever, you know, um, whatever Rougeau said. So he said, look at his name. If I don't call this guy every night, dynamite's toast, you know, without, he said it without saying it, but basically that was the fact. And apparently Rougeau had found out, as he was being interviewed, that that had actually worked because you know nothing ever happened to him. But he he's he laughed at it. Uh, you know that was why there was no, never any retaliation is because that his little fucking his ruse worked, and I think that's terrific because I really don't fucking like this di dynamite kid guy as a man. I don't like him. Great in the ring, I respect that legacy, but fuck the guy. He's a jerk off. He's a piece of shit. He's a human being. All the other shit aside, I just. I, I can't fucking, I can't, you know, separate the two things. Fuck him. Lawrence says he didn't get a notification for chess and he had friends over yesterday and he's an idiot, which is the most important part to remember in what he just said. Um, yeah, I really like that Jacques Rousseau story. I, you know, I don't know. The sack goes, from what I've gathered about other podcasts, Jacques Rougeau was one annoying fucker in the locker room. Arn Anderson was talking about him annoying people when Arn was Super Olympia in Georgia in 83. It's like Jacques just talks so fucking much, rubs people wrong. I think <laughs> he says he thinks he'd get along with him well. No doubt about that. Sax says, wow, this shit about the whole Rougeau dynamite story is Kurt Hennig caused all that shit. Just ribbing both sides and watching the shit blow up. That doesn't shock me at all, man. Kurt Hennig loved to stir the pot. So did Davy Boy. So, yeah, that doesn't shock me. That didn't get brought up. But um, but that was mostly it. Then it kind of got into how like his back went out just kind of from nothing. And he had so much scar tissue that they couldn't operate, so he ended up in a wheelchair. He had a stroke, and then he eventually died. I don't remember when. I could look it up, but I'm not going to, because, like I said, fuck the guy. Um, but, yeah, like he'd never even met his youngest daughter. That's kind of fucked up. But what are you going to do? Uh... Yeah, but this is the last episode of the, the Dark Side of the Ring until September, I believe. So, yeah, we got like another half a season. I hate when fucking people, like, shows do that. You know, mid-season break. No, just have the season. Play the show. Don't fuck me around. I don't want to wait fucking three months, two months, whatever it is. <clears throat> But what are you going to do? Hmm. So that's about all 
as far as it goes. Oh, I watched the, uh, I don't have a whole lot to talk about it. I watched it like fucking last week. The It's not the last episode of the WWE's Most Wanted Treasures, whatever the fuck that show's called. I always forget the whole, it's a dumb long title. And uh, <clears throat> it was with uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake and Greg the Hammer Valentine, that fucking, that fake wrestler that they're, I say fake because I don't believe he's a, he's wrestling. I'm like, why the fuck? Yeah, hey, trainee, we're going to have you do this show. You just say, hey, there's a big guy. Let's pretend he's training to be a wrestler just so we can have someone host the show. Um, but anyway, they went about, you know, going around getting different shit from when they were a tag team called the Dream Team, which predates fucking the Olympics, the Olympic basketball players. Uh, the early 90s, so they can go fuck themselves. Shots out Michael Jordan or Fred's. <laughs> That's a lie. But you know, <clears throat> it's interesting that show, but it's also kind of dumb because, like, there's like no struggle involved. There's like, ah, it'd be great if we could find this thing that we don't have. And then just cussing them, yeah, we found it. And then we bought it. Oh, we also had to give the guy a fucking a video chat with a guy. All right. You know, like, it's interesting because a little more history sometimes. Some of that shit is stuff I knew, especially on, like, Booker T, Kane, Undertaker, like the more modern guys. But Valentine and Bruce Beefcake. You know. I don't like fucking Brutus Beefcake, to be honest with you. Like, I just, I don't like the gimmick. I don't like the guy. He's a fucking, a Hogan uh, butt buddy, for lack of a better term. And I know he had the fucking parasailing accident, and he's only got like a quarter of a brain, but he, he did a shoot interview with Kayfabe Commentary sometime back, and it's just the most annoying fucking thing because it's almost as bad as the Marty Jannetty one because, like, they, he can't stay on topic or he doesn't remember shit. It just drives me fucking insane. <clears throat> Jess says, LMO, LMAO sauce. I agree. I didn't mean to do that voice. Don't fuck me around. Yeah. Zach says, Greg Valentine and Bruce Beefcake still look like they could be a heart cover band, especially Valentine. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, it would definitely be a cover band. <clears throat> Tribute act. What have you. But, yeah, that was a good show. I didn't get a chance to see the last episode, though. Which is apparently like a two-hour Andre the Giant one, I think. I don't know. A big show and Mark Henry are in it. You know, both current AEW employees. But I don't know what the fuck it's about, what they're doing. Apparently, last week's Bret Hart A&E uh, fuck, a &E biography documentary, whatever you call it. Um, was the last one of that WWE series, so that's terrific. Um, yeah, where's that? 
Fuck it. It's getting to be about that time, folks. We're going to do a little unboxing. <laughs> That's a light one this week. Uh, oh, interesting. How cool is that? Wow. So, I got a couple things here today. They all kind of got bought at once. And that would be these five lovely Louis C.K. stand-up hours on DVD. Friends again, if chewed up, hilarious, alive at the Beacon Theater, oh my God, and it finishes with 2015's Live at the Comedy Store. Um... <clears throat> So, you know, Louis C.K., I mean, he's one of the greatest stand-ups of all time. One of my favorites, personally. Uh, and it's kind of great to see a lot of the different material here. Um, the one before Chewed Up that I wish was included in this, but unfortunately it's not. And I assume that's become there that's because... He doesn't own the rights to it. I believe it's HBO. However, um, <laughs> Shameless, that is the first one. The first big one, the first hour he did. Back in 2008, or no, excuse me, 2007. Um, chewed up was 2008, but yeah, whatever. I mean, fucking five of them. I think this this cost me 30 bucks. No big deal. They all look nice. They're just DVDs. I'm not real happy with this fucking cardboard bullshit. They didn't. I took this chance, unfortunately, because they didn't really tell you. You know, how they were packaged. But I'm happy to have them. Who are some of your guys' favorite comedians? Who do you like? You like Jeff Dunham? No, I'm sorry, guys. I'm not going to do that Dominic Flicks shit to you. But Ben Grimm asks, what ECW wrestler would you want a show like that to be done on? Which show? The Dark Side of the Ring or the Lost memorabilia bullshit because either way i don't really give a shit about ecw unfortunately i don't mean you know i mean probably the guy is one they already did it on would be mick foley but you know i mean he's certainly not someone they could do a dark side of the ring on but other than that i mean dark side of the ring on sandman or sabu would probably be pretty sabu would probably be pretty interesting um Actually, I figure the Mike Awesome one there's, could be a dark side of the ring. I, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. ECW's not my jam, unfortunately. Like, I just don't dig it. 
I mean, New Jack, they did the dark side of the ring on. That was terrific. But he doesn't seem like he's much of a – there's not a lot of New Jack memorabilia that comes to mind to me anyway. But, again, I'm not the biggest fucking ECW guy. I like New Jack, but I like New Jack as like a personality, not as a wrestler. <clears throat> Sex is Louis C.K.'s 2021 special at a women's march entitled Watch Me Come is going to be fantastic. Well, that's rude. And I don't appreciate it because we believe all women here. And also, he put a special out last year. And it was called Sincerely Louis C.K. And it was fucking fantastic. It was much better than the 2017 one he released, which is called, you know, Ever the Creative Guy. It's called 2017. <clears throat> and then. Women started bitching because he asked them if he could do a thing, and they told him no. So he said, yeah, great. That's fine. I won't do it then. But apparently even that's wrong. I don't fucking know. What are you going to do? <clears throat> um, I don't know, folks. That's about all I've got this week. I'm pretty fat. Oh, you know what? Might as well do this, uh, do a little, uh, what's in the news, a little trending topic, better talk about it a little bit, with old, uh, <clears throat> Pete's eating Chrissy Teigen, Let's see if we can find some of this crap. Of course not now, why would it? Ooh, the Holocaust Museum is trending. That's not good. Oh, it's in regards to that Marjorie Taylor Green cunt. So well, we'll pass on that, I suppose. Raw's trending for some reason. Is that still on the air? They're still doing Monday Night Raw. Oof. There it is. 15th in the world. Chrissy Teigen apologizes for online bullying in the past, writing, There is simply no excuse for my past horrible tweets. My targets didn't deserve them. No one does. In a Medium post on Monday. And the first tweet underneath, that's fantastic. This is, Everything I've learned about Chrissy Teigen was against my will. And I feel like that's fucking accurate for pretty much everyone. Because who the fuck is this broad? She married some fucking shitty musician, John Legend. Go fuck yourself. That's not your last name. Jump off a fucking bridge. Grow up. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like you know Chrissy Teigen's just fucking one of these, uh, you know, woke culture fucking. Um, you know, like Seth Rogen, like they're the gatekeepers for woke culture. They don't, if you don't have their approval, yeah, you're a fucking, it's all those people that have the most fucking skeletons in their closet. It's ridiculous. Fuck all of them. Uh, Candace Owens tweets, FYI, someone on Chrissy Teigen's team is deleting negative comments under her Instagram account to create the illusion that the world is forgiving her. 
This is little more than a carefully crafted Hollywood PR stunt. She's still a malignant sociopathic narcissist. And this is the only time I've ever agreed with Candace Owens. I wish her well. All right, now there's a bunch of weirdos. It's getting all right in here. I don't like that. Oh, they used my clip. They tweet all of us anytime Chrissy Teigen is trending or writing her monthly apology letter. And under that, they go. Shut up, bitch. And God damn it, if that's not appropriate. Oh, shit. Well, as I'm rapidly hemorrhaging viewers, I'm going to uh, save a little face. Hashtag the doomsday prophecy. And bid you all adieu. I thank you for coming and watching. I hope you had a heck of a time. I hope you had a hell of a piss in there, Arnold. Uh, but before I go, obviously you guys can grab merch off, off the grill.store. Um, check me out at Twitter at off the grill or shit. That's not it. At steak sauce OTG. And I want to give a big shout out to my brand new patrons. That's right. Fatty has a Patreon now. It's patreon.com slash off the grill podcast. And a big shout out to, hey, isn't that Devon Graham, Christian Hanahara, S'mores and Doors, Nick Ridza, Jay the Stingray, Jess Graham, Cornelius Collection, Orc145626, and Daniel Shine from Flesh Wound Features. And as I said, guys, I'm all done here today. And don't forget, Iris loves you. Hey, gang, don't forget to uh, like, subscribe, and share at youtube.com slash steaksauce92. Uh, you know, leave me a nice El Salvadorian free review on iTunes, Spotify, on that five stars, whatever. I don't know if Spotify does anything. By the way, Iris loves you.